Swung out a chopper to first. In the right field, a base hit. Around third is Miller coming home. A Zokar's throw to the plate. Not in time. Miller scores with a slide. And Stephen Quad has his first major league walk-off base hit. And Cleveland with its first walk-off win of the year. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? It's now time for the Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Bellevue Hospital. Domino's Pizza. Fisher Titus Medical Center. The Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer. Noble Sports and Trophies. And Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR. And with that, good morning. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman and Zach Dahl here with you in studio at the Radio Ranch in Milan. It is 9.01 on this May the 28th, Memorial Day weekend underway. And the current temperature, 63 degrees outside. And Zach, good to have you with us here this morning again. And uh, this is how we close it out here for the season. We're going to take a couple months off here in June and July. Yeah, and it's a beautiful Saturday, beautiful weekend. I'm in a pretty good mood. The Yanks got a win last night, <laughs> and they're banged up. Matt Carpenter with that mustache hitting a home run. So I think they're the best lead, was the best record in the American League right now. So I'm probably the only one happy about that. But hey, <laughs> you and uh, maybe a million people in New York, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this show started. We're going to talk some high school baseball uh, here with Josh Margaret, also uh, Edison head coach Sean Hoover, going to join us later on in the show. We're going to also talk IndyCar racing. Mark Jaynes, the voice of IndyCar Radio. We're uh, excited to have him on the show here today. Also, Mark Lane with the Sports Roundtable. And we'll have our Domino's trivia question, and we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Sandusky Bay Ice Haulers. As uh, uh, You can't get rid of me this summer. I, I will <laughs> still be on the air this summer. So and we'll talk some Guardians baseball as well. And uh, let's go to the phone lines now. Josh Margaret joining us. Good morning, Josh. What's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. It's... uh. It's an exciting day, some nice weather, and lots of high school sports today. Yeah, a lot of games, uh, of course, uh, with the weather yesterday rained out and uh, being pushed to today. Uh, are you covering a game today? Yeah, you know, Josh, you know me. I got two <laughs> games today. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to New Regal first for Oak Harbor Softball's regional final against Lexington, and then the game I was supposed to have yesterday at Galleon, the South Central Employment Baseball District final. So. Another long day in the books, but it's a lot better weather today than there was yesterday. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was in Port Clinton yesterday doing a live broadcast uh, on both of our stations here, uh, two of our three stations. And let's just say uh, we set up the audio equipment, got everything good, then the rain came. And uh, we had to pack everything back up. So <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of a late rain. I mean, we kind of expected it the whole day. And, you know, I work in the day in Tiffin, and, you know, it was kind of nice. And then all of a sudden, about 2 or 3 o'clock, it just opened up and didn't stop raining for a couple hours. And that'll wipe everything out. It sure did. Uh, let's talk about uh, some high school baseball with you. Uh, I know you've been covering uh, in Division Four. uh uh, South Central and Plymouth, and of course a Firelands Conference matchup to uh, go and to to go to regionals, and uh, pretty exciting, uh, you know, having two Firelands teams. One of them uh, going to make it to uh, the Sweet Sixteen. 
Absolutely. I mean, they were the top two seeds in the district, so, you know, obviously if, if the seeds held form, they were going to meet at this. And, you know, Jake Strayer, Plymouth's coach, kind of said at the beginning of the season, you know, if they made the district finals, they fully expected South Central to be on the other side. So uh, they split two regular season matchups. They didn't. They haven't played in the month of May. Both of their matchups were in April. On uh, each team won on the road. So, um, you know, now they're going to go to a neutral site tonight. You know, they both just played the semifinal there the other day, but you know, the, probably the two best teams in the Firelands Conference. I know St. Paul is strong, but, you know, one of them is going to be headed to regionals, and uh, Firelands Conference will have at least one team in the regionals, maybe two if St. Paul gets their win today, too. Hey, Josh, it's Zach here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about South Central and their pitching. I know they got a good pitching rotation, and also this has been a great season for them. Can you talk about their season, what's led them to this point, and how far do you think they can go, especially with great pitching? Yeah, their pitching is really good. Um, you know, they are pretty comfortable going four or five deep. Um, no, no offense to the kid that started the other day, but they really went with their number four pitcher, the uh, Eric Sanders kid in the semifinals. Uh, you know, Carl Ferber has been their ace all year. You know, he's been battling some injuries. Um, and then you have Sam Seidel as a pitcher who is a natural shortstop, you know, going to Bowling Green to play shortstop, so they try to keep him in the field when possible. And then the freshman Aaron Haller, so... Um, you know, really good offense, you know, regardless of what the Sanders kid did the other day, they were going to put runs up and give them support. And, uh, you know, that's going to carry a lot of, when you're putting up seven, eight, nine runs a game, or you can do it consistently, you know, that's going to take you pretty far. So, um, like I said, it's going to be a tough one with Plymouth tonight. You know, Plymouth is going to bring their number two pitcher, uh, South Central. You know, I guess we'll kind of see who pitches or who starts for them. It's kind of really up in the air. Um, and then, you know, you move on to the tough regional at Patrick Henry. So, you know, we'll see what happens today. But, you know, I like anybody's chances. Yeah, Plymouth. Uh, forward. Yeah, uh, Josh, Plymouth was there a few years ago. I remember me and you uh, sitting near each other at uh, Patrick Henry High School. Uh, what was that, about two, three years ago? Yeah, it might have been at least three or four years ago. I want to say that was Jake's first year at Plymouth. Okay. So, um, I, the only the thing I remember most about that day, I don't know if you remember. I swear it was like ninety five degrees. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was hotter. I mean, I had shorts on and the sweat just dripping off. I couldn't imagine being a player in a full uniform. But I think they were yeah, playing beautiful hit. field there. You know, you know that was Jake. I think that was Jake's first year, and you know he's got him in a chance to get back there tonight. You know, if they can get by South Central. Yeah, I think they think they were playing Hicksville, if I remember right, in in that yeah, regional. Yeah, the Aces. <laughs> yes, yes, and it was brutally hot. I remember that. It was. That. I do remember that. Uh, Josh Morgard here joining us here on the Locker Room Show. And, uh, of course, you mentioned uh, St. Paul. Uh, they're, they're playing uh, Tiffin Calvert here today for a district title, and uh, that got moved from yesterday because of the rain. And uh, Tiffin Calvert, uh, you know, they're, they're a team that uh, kind of stunned uh, the top seed Hopewell Loudon in that bracket. So St. Paul... I don't want to say, I guess, a more favorable matchup for St. Paul heading into today? I would think so. Um, you know, but Calvert did get St. Paul twice last year. I mean, I know teams change and everything, but uh, Calvert beat them in the regular season and in the district semifinals last year. But Calvert, I believe, finished fifth in the Sandusky Bay Conference River Division this year. Uh, you know, so to be fifth in your conference and still playing for a district title, um, you know, they had got, or they had played Hopewell close in the regular season, and then, you know, I think they beat them, it was 10 innings the other day, so, um, yeah, it's, a, it's not, it's not Hopewell, but it's, you know, still a tough Calvert team. Uh, Hopewell beat St. Paul, I think, like 14 to 2 in the first game of the year this year, which was forever ago, probably, but, 
um, yeah, it should be a good game in Clyde. You know, 11 o'clock start. And like I said, beautiful weather and should be a dandy over there. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, baseball teams uh, still alive here in the area. We're going to talk to Edison head coach uh, Sean Hoover coming up. Uh, they got a match up with uh, Margareta today, and also uh, we we have uh, Norwalk. Uh, they're going to play on Memorial Day because the game Perkins and Shelby. If you've been following that matchup, Josh, uh, it got rained, uh, rain suspended, and then it was supposed to be made up yesterday, and then it was suspended again. And uh, they're going to try to play it today. And of course, they can't play the uh, district final without the district semifinal. So yeah, everything's Absolutely. been it's been moved to Monday. So there you go. Yeah, shout out to, uh, I would assume it was Josh Slaughter at Norwalk for moving his games up two hours on Thursday, uh, and being able to get those in. And, you know, Fremont did not take advantage of that and got rained out, and now you got a mess. And, you know, this was all supposed to be over yesterday, and now they're going to go through Monday, and then you got to turn around and play your regional. You know, if you're the, if you're the team that comes out, play your regional a couple of days later. So, yeah. kind of a sticky mess over there for those teams kind of waiting around. <laughs> Ain't it, uh, for sure. And, uh, Josh, uh, we'll change topics here. We'll talk a little, uh, Major League Baseball. I know you're a Tigers fan, right? I am. Yeah, and, uh, the Tigers and the Guardians playing a series right now in Detroit, and rain came and messed that one up last night, so, uh, they're going to play a doubleheader coming up in, uh, July 4th to make that up. But, uh, both those teams, uh, the Guardians and the Tigers, you know, not having the best of seasons, but uh, you got to be happy. The other day, a uh, Miggy Cabrera, you know, uh, hit a game-winning uh, RBI single to win it, and he's kind of having a, you know, a rejuvenation uh, of his career after, you know, maybe a rough season or so. Absolutely, I'm just glad the Tigers didn't lose two days in a row. Now they didn't play last night, but you know, whatever, <laughs> take what you can. But yeah, Miggy's having a nice year. You know, he got to 3,000 hits earlier this year, and. You know, still kind of, you hate to use the excuse, kind of a young team. You know, you got a lot of younger players on the team. Not fully healthy yet either. You know, Matt Manning's down in the minors and a couple other players, you know, have been hurt so far. But it's not the start Tigers fans were hoping for after, you know, an improvement last year. But, you know, sometimes you got to be patient and, you know, it's a long season. I mean, May's not even over. You know, there's still, what, five months in the season to go, so... Long way to go, but, you know, I know as Guardians fans kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just uh, try to get some wins and try to build some momentum and put some good baseball together. Yeah, pretty much in the same boat, I would say. Uh, kind of, uh, I, I think maybe the expectations in Detroit may be a little higher than in Cleveland this year. Cleveland kind of not really rebuilding. I, I, I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Cleveland thinks too. That's the problem. No. Yes, that's the problem. What, if, what are we doing here? Are we trying to win? Are we trying to build for the future? Th- that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Uh-huh. I wanted to ask you too uh, before we get off the air. You're on a uh, kind of a walking regimen. Uh, how is that going? A uh, walking uh, looks like you do that pretty much every day. Yeah, just kind of something you know I've I've wanted to do for a couple of years and kind of finally decided to do it and. Um, I was just talking to somebody last night. They said, well, I'm not going to walk in the rain. Well, I walked in the rain last night, walked in the, you know, since March, I've walked in the rain. I've walked in the snow. I've walked in the 90 degree temperatures. I've walked in 14 degree wind chills. So <laughs> it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it and just kind of making a better life for yourself. And, you know, I have an 11 year old son and kind of trying to set an example for him and be a little healthier for him. So 
Good um, for about you. Two months. I've lost about thirty-five pounds, so I got a lot to go, but you know, hopefully a step in the right direction. Hopefully, as it continues to get warmer outside, it'd be nice to go out and walk and sweat a little bit. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that is awesome. I've been following uh, you on social media doing that, and uh, I commend you for doing that. I I just can't do that. <laughs> I just can't do it. Maybe no, I could, maybe I can follow. Uh, maybe. You know, maybe down the road, maybe I'll get enough courage up to do that. But anyhow, uh, Josh, I uh, want to thank you for everything uh, during this season here at the Locker Room Show. Always fun to talk to you. And uh, we'll go ahead and let you go here. Uh, of course, we'll be off in uh, June and July, but we'll be talking high school football when we uh, next talk here on the air in August. So uh, uh, thanks for joining us, Josh. Uh, best of luck to you here uh, this summer with your walking and everything. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Awesome. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you, sir. All right, Josh Morgan there joining us on the Domino's Hotline there. So, uh, yeah, how about that? That walking regimen, walking in the snow, the 90-degree weather, that just tells you the kind of weather Ohio gets over a couple months span, that you can walk in snow, 90-degree weather, rain, sleet, you name it, right? <laughs> yeah, and also it shows his uh, commitment that he's not going to let any rain stop him. He's not going to let snow stop him. He's not going to let 90-degree temperatures stop him. So very honorable in that, the where he just doesn't care what's going on outside. He's going to do what he set out to do. Yeah, and he covers uh, high school sports. Uh, there's really nobody better, uh, you know, in the area. Uh, Mark Hazelwood, of course, you throw that name out there. Brian Collars from the Register and a couple other reporters out there. But he's one of the best for sure, uh, Josh Margaret. Mm-hmm. So uh, follow him on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, you'll you'll see what he's doing uh, walking in uh, the regiment there. And plus, you'll find the best coverage of high school sports. So best of luck to all the area teams today, including Edison. And we will take a break here. And coming up next, Edison head coach Sean Hoover of the baseball team of the Chargers. And we'll talk about their matchup today with Margareta and uh, how their season's been going up to this point. A trip to the regionals on the line here today. So we'll talk to Sean Hoover coming up next. I'm Josh Bowman along with Zach Dahl here in the Locker Room Show. Stick around. Simple and free. If only everything in life were this easy. Well, at Firelands Federal Credit Union, your banking can be simple and free with their Simply Free checking account. No minimum balance, no monthly service charge, free debit card, free online banking, free bill pay, and free mobile banking with mobile deposit. It's Simply Free Checking from Firelands Federal Credit Union. Visit firelandsfcu.org for more details. Firelands Federal Credit Union. Why just bank when you can belong? Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student-athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. 
the Bellevue Hospital. Quality care close to home for over 100 years. The Afternoon Drive with the Captain, Chris Morgan. Be sure to tune in for your Tuesday show as we pick things back up after the holiday weekend starting at 3 p.m. and only going until 5.30. As we get you ready for Cleveland Guardians baseball, they will be at home taking on the Kansas City Royals. Before then, we'll have a game of music trivia going on at 3.40 to go along with plenty of music and more on your Tuesday Afternoon Drive. Weekdays from 3 to 8 on 95.3 WLKR. Hi, this is Tom Hamilton. Swing and a high drive. This is hit a ton. Deep right. Eaton track. Wall. Gone! A two-run home run to right. You're listening to Josh Bowman on The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Welcome back here to the Locker Room Show, 917 The Time. Josh Bowman, Zach Dahl here with you this morning. And with us right now on the phone line, it's Sean Hoover, the Edison baseball coach. And uh, good to have you on the show here. Uh, Sean, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem at all. You guys playing for a district title later on today, taking on uh, Margareta. And, of course, Margareta, very familiar foe to you, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, we play them uh, twice a year in the league. Uh, we played them, I think, four times last year. Um, once in the tournament, uh, twice in the league, and we did a non-league game. So, yeah, we're uh, both pretty familiar with each other. Uh, how did those meetings go uh, with Margareta this year? Uh, we won. Uh, the one over there was a rain-shortened game, and uh, then the one at our place, uh, we won that one also. The one over there was uh, seven to nothing, and the one at our place was seven to four. Okay, so uh, you guys, uh, you know, probably feeling a little, you know, confident here today, right? Um, yeah, you know, our guys are are ready to go. Um, they're excited to get a chance to play today. Um, you know, Margaret is always a tough opponent. Um, they do a lot of little things that uh, other teams uh, maybe don't do as well. You know, small ball wise and moving runners and some stuff. So they're a team that definitely keeps you on your toes. Um, you know, they're going to play good defense and pitch well, and so you got to be. Ready to go. And we had to show up and, and play our best game. Uh, speaking of playing your best game, uh, how have you guys, I've uh, been following you guys through the tournament, uh, a win over Western Reserve and uh, the win in the districts over Winford. Uh, how do you feel you're playing here uh, during the tournament? Uh, you know, I like the way we're playing. Um, our defense has been uh, solid. Our pitchers have been throwing well. Uh, we, we got some timely hitting you know, against Winford on Thursday, you know, we hit the ball hard early in the game and didn't really have a lot to show for it. But, you know, we just kept telling the guys, we're getting the balls in the barrel, we're hitting the ball hard, uh, good things will happen, you know, the ball's got to drop in at some time. And then thankfully there in that sixth inning, it did. Hey, Sean, it's Zach here. Uh, one of the things I'm curious about is how do you prepare your team differently for a playoff game? And is a neutral site game an advantage or disadvantage for you guys, or does it not matter? Uh, I don't think the site really matters, um, unless there's something like strange about the site. You know, some have great big backstops and whatever. And, you know, but you know, Norwalk's a good site to play at. Um, I don't know that we really prepare any differently. You can just kind of focus maybe opponent by opponent. Where in the regular season you're playing maybe three or four games in a row with no practices. And you know, come tournament time, um, especially when you're playing somebody you know familiar to you like Margareta. You know, there's some things that we know that we want to. Focus on defensively um, to you know maybe take away some of their strengths, so you get a little more time to prepare uh, that way wise. But 
you know, as far as the pitchers and the hitters go, you know, we're just trying to do the same things with those two things we did all year. Sean Hoover here with us from Edison, uh, head coach of the baseball team. We're talking some district final baseball later on today. Edison and Margareta, two o'clock in Norwalk. And, uh, uh, f- for one, it looks like the weather is going to be good today, coach, right? Compared to how yeah, it has yeah, there's, been. There's no, uh, no rain right now. Um, there is talk about maybe pushing the game back because the fields are wet, but I haven't heard anything, uh, definite there yet. Um, but the weather's going to be nice today, so I'm, I'm sure at some point here today we're going to get the game in. And, Sean, uh, kind of take us through your roster a little bit. Uh, for those maybe unfamiliar with the Chargers baseball program, uh, tell us uh, some of the guys that have been uh, standing out for you this season. All right. Um, the first one's uh, Thomas Simon. He was an Ohio uh, pitcher last year. Uh, he's done a great job on the mound for us, uh, pitched in the game on Thursday. So he won't be available to pitch today, but he also has lead off for us. Um, and then does a great job at getting our offense started there. Um, Xander Danners and other seniors really stood out this year. Um, he's really improved his average. He's hit the ball great all year, um, really good speed. Um, and he's been at the bottom of the order, so he kind of rolls the, the offense from the bottom of the order to the top and, and gives those guys at the top of the order a lot of uh, RBI chances there. Um, you know, Clint Finn has done a, a great job there at second base. Uh, Brady Barker at shortstop uh, there in the middle of our infield. Um, we got uh, Dominic Diamond and Hayden Fryer, both a couple of juniors that are at uh, catcher and third base uh, that are there in the middle of our order. Uh, Bryce Michaelis has done an outstanding job in center field all year for us. Uh, Noah Smith uh, was a big part of our lineup last year and has really come on here late with his bats um, out there in left field. Uh, Max Hoover's been doing some DHing uh, for us and getting some big hits at some clutch times. Uh, we got a couple good pitchers. Uh, they're going to throw today, and Ben Bates and, and Blake Simon, uh, that's really done a, a good job of all year of limiting the other team's opportunities, throwing strikes, and, and letting our defense work. So, all right, and uh, looking at the matchup today with Margareta, you kind of touched on it already, but uh, I guess the bottom line uh, keys to a win today. Uh, what, what do you guys need to do well? Uh, yeah, I think the first thing we obviously have to do is, is throw strikes and, and play good defense and limit the base runners that get on base. You know, if they're going to get on base. By a hit, you know, fine, but we have to really limit the extra base runners uh, defensively. Um, I think the other thing is we just need to make sure we come up with some timely hits, uh, get some guys on base, just stay relaxed. You know, we were in this game last year um, and the, the, probably three years ago uh, in that district final game, so our guys are kind of used to those pressure situations. So we just have to stay relaxed and, and stay focused and go play our game. All right, we wish you the best of luck today. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes this morning, Coach, and uh, we'll go ahead and let you go and get you, you know, uh, let, let you get prepared more for the game today. So thanks for joining us and uh, have a good game today. All right. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, Sean Hoover there, Edison baseball coach, and uh, wanted to get everybody prepared for some high school baseball today. Go out and watch a game or, or so today. I, I know. Let's run through the uh, district final games today. We mentioned uh, that game right there, Edison Margareta, two o'clock right now. The scheduled time for that one, Division Three in Norwalk. Uh, let's go down uh, to Division Four. We were talking about that with uh, Josh Margaret, uh, Tiffin Calvert, and St. Paul playing for a district title today. Eleven a.m. start time for that one, and that one in Fremont. So uh, 
excuse me, Clyde, not Fremont, Clyde for that one. Fremont's for Norwalk, and we'll get to them in a second. Uh, Clyde for that matchup. Then uh, we mentioned uh, South Central and Plymouth. They'll play today at 5 o'clock in Galleon for a district title. So that's both in Division 4. Then we mentioned Norwalk in Division 2. And uh, their matchup, uh, not until Monday at 12 noon in Fremont because of that uh, suspended district semifinal game with Perkins and Shelby that they've been trying to get in since Thursday. So they'll try to get that in today. And then the winner of uh, Perkins and Shelby will play Norwalk for a district title game uh, for district title 12 noon on Memorial Day in uh, <clears throat> excuse me in Fremont. So best of luck to all the area teams. Also the Oak Harbor softball team playing Lexington today in the regionals, so best of luck to them as well. So lots going on, and uh, a little bird told me, a little bird in my ear told me that we might be covering some regional baseball next week. So, Ooh. If teams uh, advance, if we get a couple local teams into the regionals, such as Norwalk or St. Paul or whoever, uh, we'll see what happens next week. And I'd always be down the board up. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll find out. I know the regionals next week are on Thursday. So uh, the regional semifinals, I believe one of them in Bowling Green. Another one in Gates Mills. Gates Mills Gilmore Academy, I think, for the St. Paul matchup. Norwalk would go, I believe, to Bowling Green. So uh, there you go, folks. Uh, good stuff right there. I want to mention, too, while we got a couple minutes, uh, this summer we're going to have uh, the exclusive uh, on our sister station, exclusive radio home of the Sandusky Bay Ice Haulers summer college baseball team. Uh, they'll be playing at Sports Force Parks in Sandusky, and that will start on June 7th. We'll have a complete schedule out. Uh, I think right now you can go to WLKRclassic.com and see the schedule right now. I'm going to go right there right now while we got a couple minutes in. Uh, the Sandusky Bay Ice Haulers uh, last year uh, won their division. And uh, North Division champions, so uh, not not uh, many of those players back because they change over. Uh, mm-hmm. But two of those players I know coming back from last season, so that's pretty cool. And I know uh, locally uh, we have a lot of local players on the team. Uh, I know there's a kid from Norwalk, a kid from New London on the team. Mm. Also uh, from, where else, Vermilion on the team as well. So a lot of uh, local teams. So... Uh, if you go to Sandusky Bay Ice, uh, uh, go to icehaulers.com. They have a complete schedule there. Also, wlkrclassic.com, a complete schedule. And we'll get our broadcast schedule up here uh, here pretty soon. But uh, North Division champs of the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League. And uh, these kids, uh, if you don't know, uh, these kids are college baseball players from around the area. Uh, some out uh, just throughout the country. As uh, I know there's some kids, there's kids from like Iowa and uh, like North Carolina, states yeah. like that. Uh, they're coming here to play to get noticed, to get more uh, at-bats and more, you know, opportunities. And uh, some of these kids eventually end up uh, signing uh, to a minor league baseball contract, and some have made it to the majors, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, and one of the cooler things about it is they uh, learn the hit with wood bats, and if they're in college and they go back to college, it's going to feel like the ball's going 50, 60 more feet when you go back to their kind of bat, which is aluminum, correct? Yeah. Yes. For some reason, I just couldn't get that in the tip of my tongue. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, who's the guy from New London? I'm going to have to look at that roster here. We'll get that when we go to break here. We'll, we'll find that out. But I did see that. I was looking at their roster. Uh, they've just named their roster here in the last couple of weeks. And New London, Yeah. So how about that? New London, I know from Norwalk, and I mentioned Vermillion, 
and uh, just uh, a lot of uh, kids from MAC schools, from the Mid-American Conference, like uh, Toledo and Bowling Green and Akron and schools like that. So we'll go ahead and take a break, folks. When we come back, we're going to rev up our engines. Let's just say that. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines as the Indianapolis 500 takes place tomorrow. And we'll have it on our sister station, 92.9 WLKR Classic, 11 a.m. tomorrow. The race gets going close to noon. We'll have coverage beginning at 11. And the voice of the IndyCar Radio Network joining us next, Mark James. We're happy to, <clears throat> we're happy to have him on. And we'll talk to him next here on The Locker Room Show. Stay with us. Domino's carry-out deal means you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each when you order online. That's right, $7.99 each every day. Just in case there's any confusion, we've set up a helpful website to confirm if today's a day you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each at Domino's. Just go to HowAboutToday.com to find out if Domino's online carry-out deal is valid today. Spoiler alert, it is. Carry out only and online only. Select this offer. Charges may vary. Excludes XL and specialty pizzas. Crust availability varies by size. Local store may charge extra for toppings and sauces. Teamwork, discipline, and responsibility all go a long way in preparing today's student-athlete for the years after high school graduation. The Law Office of Harwood Niedermeyer encourages you to support high school athletics and the lessons it can teach. Also, please support the academic and music boosters. This message is a service of the Law Offices of Harwood Niedermeyer, 111 Myrtle Avenue, downtown Willard. Call 419-935-0171. By now, most of you are familiar with Noble Sports and Trophies in Norwalk. Dwight and the crew have been around since 1986. But do you know everything that they do? They do silkscreen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, custom designs, team wear, awards, scratch engraving, laser engraving, glass engraving, and add specialty items. Add all that to their 30 years of experience, and why would you go anywhere else but Noble Sports and Trophies? On 8.5 East Seminary Street in Norwalk. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I used to compete in sports a lot, but then I realized that you can buy trophies. The Locker Room Show continues on the Sports Voice of the Firelands 95.3 WLKR. Now I'm good at everything. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, Zach Dahl here with you this morning. And uh, glad to have with us right now on the phone lines uh, the voice of the IndyCar Radio Network, Mark Janes. And thanks for joining us, Mark. How you doing this morning? Uh, good morning, guys. We're excited for sure. Uh, the day to kind of rest and prepare and make sure that uh, we have everything in order for the pre-race show as we get ready to call the 106 running of the Indianapolis 500 tomorrow. Very cool. And uh, uh, in terms of uh, the fans and everything in Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, going to have full capacity here this year for the first time in a long time. 
Well, you know, I lived in Speedway for a few years, and uh, one thing I noticed is when the calendar turns over May 1st, you can literally feel uh, the energy uh, in the air, and it builds, of course, through the uh, uh, the Grand Prix, and, uh, and and then, of course, through practice and qualifying, and then certainly Carpe Friday, and then uh, by the time we get to uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday, the proverbial lid is blowing off the pot, and uh you know, obviously things have been vastly different over the past couple of years in Speedway, Indiana, but uh, I, I think, you know, they're inside of 10,000 uh, of a sellout in terms of ticket sales. I know that uh, Main Street and Speedway is blocked off, and there's a lot of festivals going on around town, a lot of things uh, related to racing. And uh, I think, appropriately enough, the theme for this year is back home again, and I think Everyone heeded that message and uh, followed that advice, and there are a lot of people that are very, very happy to indeed be back home again at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, again, we'll have coverage on our sister channel, 92.9 WLKR Classic, coming up at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. And, uh, of course, uh, Mark, it's called the greatest spectacle in racing. And just just tell the listeners uh, out there, uh, you know, you first of all, how, how many Indy 500s have you called there, Mark? Well, I started in 1996, and I was a pit reporter through uh, 1999. Then in 2000, I uh, I moved to turn three, and uh, was the announcer at turn three uh, until uh, seven years ago for the 100s when I became uh, the uh, uh, the voice of the 500, succeeding Paul Page, who had held that uh, position for two years prior to that. Um, and then, uh, in, in addition to that, we also cover all of the NTT IndyCar Series events throughout the course of the year. Um, we also, you know, work, uh, we combine efforts with the folks from Performance Racing Network to, uh, to cover, uh, the, the NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader weekend. And for the last few years, I've been fortunate enough to do a couple of races on my off weekend with our good friends from PRN. I, I went to Coda this year with them and, uh, and, and I've done the Roble for the last couple of years, which is a cool event. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and privileged. I said in 1996 after my first 500, if I never got to do it again, I got to do it once, which was um, which was an honor and a privilege. And uh, so, for the last twenty five, twenty six years, I, I've been playing with house money, as they say. Yeah, uh, we got Zach here with us. Wants to throw a question at you. Hey, Mark. Sure. Hope you're doing well. It's an honor to talk to you. Uh, I know NASCAR legend Jimmy Johnson is in the race, and for a lot of our K96 listeners who listen to every race we have every Sunday, how do you think the NASCAR legend, the seven time champ, will fare in his first five hundred? Well, I think, you know, it's the right driver in the right place with the right team. I mean, uh, Ganassi Racing has been stout all month long, and they were strong during the test session we did in late April. And that was kind of the purpose of the test, to give those guys a good baseline and allow them to hit the ground running once we, we got ready to practice. And, and indeed they did. I mean, all of them have been, you know, at the top of timing and scoring and top of the speed charts and you know, I just think he spent the last year and a half or so getting comfortable with these cars. I mean, he's got the benefit of uh, Scott Pruitt and Dario Franchitti as driver coaches, along with Scott Dixon and uh, and Tony Kanan inside that race team. And and I just think, you know, he's a very cerebral driver. He's got, a, obviously, a, a championship head on his shoulders. And uh wouldn't surprise me at all to see Jimmy Johnson in contention once we get to the close of that race. Yeah, Mark, uh, speaking of in contention, uh, who, who are some of your favorites here uh, at, in the 500? Well, if you go to IndyCarRadio.com, if I can do a shameless plug here, <laughs> go uh, ahead. there's a podcast there in which five of us from the radio network got together and, 
and, and kind of did our picks. I, I had the number two pick, which means I went like second and ninth and then 16th maybe. I don't know. Math wasn't my strong suit. <laughs> but the three that I picked because they were available at the time, uh, my first pick was Alex Pillow, the runner-up last year, defending series champion. Uh, I think he knows now what he didn't know last year in his famous, you know, the, the duel with Elio over the final four, five, six laps. I think he's alluded to that for sure. Uh, I, I just think Tony Kanan has had an incredibly efficient month, and I think, you know, Elio doing what he did last year was a shot in the arm to guys like Tony Kanan. I mean, he was fastest yesterday, and, uh, you know, obviously has an incredible career and a, and a history and an average finish at the Indianapolis 500. And then I think a dark horse is Scott McLaughlin. I mean, I know he's starting back in row nine because they made the right, uh, the wrong call in terms of requalifying him. But he's just impressed me with his patience and his ability to soak it all in. And uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them get Scott McLaughlin to the front and have him be in contention. But other than that, I mean, it's the usual suspects. I mean, it's Takuma Sato, it's certainly Scott Dixon. Uh, I think Ed Carpenter's cars are, are really strong. Something interesting happened on Carb Day yesterday. Ed Carpenter and Redis BK ran about 30 to 45 minutes, and then they, they parked it and rolled it back to the garage. And I'll say one year ago, that's pretty much what Elio Castro Nevis did. I mean, he went out, and he wasn't necessarily the fastest. But he ended his session early last year. He rolled it back to the garage, and he told the team, don't touch it, don't change the thing. The car is perfect the way it is. And that's pretty much the way I know Rita C.K. felt after the session yesterday. So uh, expect those Carpenter cars to be in contention on Sunday, too. Uh, look, looking forward to it, of course, again tomorrow on 92.9 WLKR Classic at 11 a.m. And we're with uh, the voice of the IndyCar Radio Network here, Mark Jaynes. And, um, Mark, if you could kind of sum up the the season up to this point, uh, you know, in maybe a few sentences or so, uh, what, what would you say? Well, I would say consistency is going to be the key, and that doesn't necessarily mean race wins. I mean, uh, for both the, the GMR Grand Prix and the Indianapolis 500, you went into those races with your points leader having not won a race yet. And uh, I know it's been a long time, back in the mid-'70s, Tom Steva actually won the season-long championship without winning a race. And I think it's going to be that kind of season. And while certainly, you know, if you win, the points take care of themselves, but I think there's so much parity in the NTT IndyCar Series this year. It's going to be guys like Will Power and Alex Below who maybe don't get those race wins, but they're finishing second, third, and fourth. I will say this is the first month of May that I've ever heard drivers really talk about the points, and I think it's because of the new qualifying format, which paid up to, you know, 12 points for whoever got the pole, and then it's a double points paying race. So in that regard, it's probably going to separate the pack a little bit, but I think all in all, it's going to be consistency in terms of those podium finishes and the top five. If you compare that with a couple of wins, you're probably going to be the series champion. Hey, Mark, it's Zach here again, and we know this is one of the most legendary races in all of motorsport, so I wanted to ask you, who are some of your favorite legendary past winners? Uh, well, I, the, the the first car that I fell in love with was the 7071 Johnny Lightning Special. Uh, I just thought that was a cool race car. I really did, and, and that's the one that kind of got me hooked. Uh, my first favorite driver was, uh, was without a doubt, Mark Donahue, and, and in many respects, he's given a a lot of credit for casting the die or the template, if you will, in terms of, you know, laying the foundation for the success that became the juggernaut of Penske Racing. But uh, over the years, there's been a handful of drivers that have been my favorite. I was certainly a big Allinger Jr. fan. 
Uh, I've been a fan of Elio Castro Nevis and, and proud of the fact that I've been able to call all four of his wins. But, but just like everyone else, I mean, I enjoyed the glory days with, uh, with Mario Andretti and, and, uh, and Al Unser Sr., Bobby Unser, uh, and Rick Mears, and the list goes on and on and on. And, uh, I, I think if you go back and look at the history of the Indianapolis 500 and all the great drivers over the years, and you see the crop of rookies that we have this year and the ones that have come on the scene over the last 10 or 15 years, like, Graham Rahal and, and Joseph Newgarden and Will Power and drivers like that. I mean, you know, it's always tough when we uh, see legends like Dario Franchitti and, and Rick Mears and, and, and A.J. Foyt and Johnny Rutherford and those guys retire over the years. But uh, I think the, 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 the youth that we have in the sport with, with Colt Perta and, and, and Kyle Kirkwood and drivers like that is that, you know, and Brina C.K. and others, Alex Below. It's a clear indication that the, 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 the future of the sport is stable and secure and, and fans can continue to enjoy it and, and, and root for those up-and-coming superstars for the years to come. Awesome. Uh, Mark Jane's here with us from the IndyCar Radio Network. And uh, one more question for you, Mark, before I let you go here. Uh, kind of the home course for us here in the Norwalk area is uh, Mid-Ohio down in the uh, Mansfield-Lexington area. I know uh, IndyCar loves to race there. And uh, what's your take on uh, the Mid-Ohio sports car course? I must admit, the first time that I went to Mid-Ohio with IndyCar, I thought, why are we going out here in the middle of nowhere? That makes <laughs> absolutely no sense to me. And then within just about a half an hour and 45 minutes, I was absolutely hooked. I mean, it, it is not the most modern facility on the face of the earth, but it doesn't need to be. And, and I've made the observation that if Green Savory ever decided to just kind of plow up the asphalt there and turn it into a state park, it would be among the most beautiful in the state of Ohio. I will say this. If you like to camp and you like RVs, about the only other place that's in that category would be Road America and Elkhart Lake. But I'm telling you, there are so many great vantage points there. Uh, it's a picturesque place. It, it's kind of like a living history museum. You know, you go back to what the, you know, it, it looks essentially a lot like it did when the, when the Truman family first came up with the idea to have that facility. And, you know, uh, when Graham Rahal won it a few years ago, I mean, this kid used to ride around that place on a bicycle. <laughs> and uh, I would say other than the Indy 500, clearly that's the one he wanted to win the most. Um, you know, I've been to the Lexington Reformatory, the Shawshank Prison. I, I, I went out to Malabar Farms and, and I saw the tree tragically before it was lost from, from Shawshank. Right. And uh, I just, uh, I've become a big fan of Mid-Ohio, and I would suggest for any fan that uh, does, you know, that attends the Indianapolis 500 and is looking for another venue and another event to go to, I don't think there's too many places in the Midwest better than the beautiful Mid-Ohio, that's for sure. Yeah, and Mark, I wanted to say that uh, a couple years ago uh, during the pandemic, uh, I was able to, uh, I, I went to Indianapolis for uh, the, the March Madness basketball, but uh, I was also able to uh, catch a, a, a tour of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, took a lap around in one of their uh, little vehicles there, and uh, I was just blown away. I just got to say uh, that it must be an honor to call races there at Indy. Uh, it's the greatest place in the world in which to go to work, and I would strongly encourage people in the uh, days and weeks, the years to come, to continue to visit the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum and tour. Uh, they've got a whole new management team uh, at, at the museum, and they've been traveling to other uh, museums across the country, and they're going to find ways to make it more interactive. They're going to uh, unveil fabulous new exhibits on a more regular basis, sometimes run two or three exhibits at a time. And they're finding a way to enhance that fan experience on those tour buses and the golf carts. 
You have the opportunity to go down to the basement, which was off limits for so many years, and see a lot of those cars that haven't been on display in years. So uh, there's a lot to see and do at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and that's not just during the month of May. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much, Mark, for giving us a few minutes here today. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we enjoyed the broadcast on our sister channel, 92.9. And have a great call tomorrow, and uh, have a lot of fun. And uh, thanks for joining us, Mark. Appreciate it. Well, we couldn't do it without great affiliates. We certainly appreciate your support. And as we say, now stay tuned. We're looking forward to it. All right. Take care, Mark. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you uh, down the road, okay? Thank you. All right. Mark Jane's there. IndyCar Radio Network voice there. Uh, he's the anchor of the programming there on IndyCar. If you listen to any of the IndyCar radio on 92.9, you're, you're going to hear his voice. He basically is the, the host of all the programming. <laughs> so. Good stuff there, Zach, while you stepped out there for a second. Uh, we talked about the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course down in the oh, Lexington-Mansfield yeah. area, and he said uh, it was just picturesque, and uh, they could change into a state park, uh, and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> it's so beautiful down there. So, All right, Zach, uh, I know you've listened to some IndyCar racing, uh, you know, and it's it's you're a NASCAR guy, and NASCAR is going to, of course, they go to Indianapolis, and we'll have yeah. the Brickyard race on uh, K96, of course. Yeah, and I absolutely, uh, I always try to watch the Indianapolis 500. It's one of the biggest races in not just America, but the world. Mm-hmm. And seeing someone, like, usually a lot of the time, I find it hard for someone to root for. So with Jimmy Johnson being in it, and I've been watching him qualifying, and he's trying not to scrape the wall, um, I'm probably going to be rooting for Jimmy Johnson. Hopefully he can get a top five. I'm not expecting him to win. Because the Indy 500 is just hard. It's a hard race. Grueling, yeah. And in his, I'm just hoping he survives because <laughs> it's a hard race. It's on an oval. Ovals are scary, so you never know. But I, I'm excited for NASCAR to go back there. I, I thought the road, they did a road course version of it. I just like the standard brickyard. To me, that's the when they first did that. Jeff Gordon won the first ever one. It was just a such he a big did, deal. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I hope it's just the standard brickyard. I like the road courses, but just, I like the classic. I took a tour there. I was telling Mark, uh, while you were gone, I took a tour of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I went to their museum mm-hmm. and, uh, their little vans, little vehicles, uh, took you a, a lap around it. And then they stopped at the, the bricks where, you know, they, you kiss the bricks there yeah. if you win. And uh, I kissed the bricks there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Knowing guys like uh, Dale Sr. have done it, Jeff Gordon, all the past Indy 500 champions. There's just so much history there. I'd want to get a picture of myself doing that. I got gotta, a picture. you got to turn the hat backwards. Too. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll go ahead and take a break here, folks. Got uh, one more segment to go in the show. When we come back, we'll wrap up the season with Mark Lane and the Sports Roundtable. That's all coming up next here on The Locker Room Show, along with uh, trivia as well, our Domino's trivia question. Kind. 
caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit FisherTitus.org. If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air, and in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown Lennox dealerships. Lennox Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature, efficiency, and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Hi, I'm Brandon Baldoff with Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. All of us at Baldoff strive to make all your floor care needs as seamless as possible. Even with all the economic issues going on with supply chain and employment retention, we have been blessed with a great staff of cleaners, installers, and office personnel who are experienced and know how to help you with any of your cleaning and flooring needs. For the best results and services, please give us a call. We will take pride in what you stand on. Visit Baldoff's.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. 36-month leases, zero to it, signing 10K miles a year, plus tax, title registration, and doc fee. No security deposit ends 531-22. The Make the Switch event is going on now at King Ganley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Norwalk and Sandusky's highest volume local dealer and surrounding counties. Keep your cash in your pocket and just sign and drive any new Ram with absolutely zero do it signing. Just listen to these examples of our incredible deals. Sign and drive a new 2022 Ram Crew Cab, $399 a month, zero do it signing. Sign and drive a new 2022 Ram Quad Cab, $349 a month, zero do it signing. You heard right, just $349 a month for a Ram Quad Cab with absolutely zero do it signing. And if you're looking for the all new 2022 Jeep Compass, we've got them at Ken Ganley, your number one hometown country dealer. Ram Truck Month is going on now at Ken Ganley Chrysler Dodge. Jeep Ram. Take Turnpike Exit 118, 250 South to 226 Milan Avenue, Norwalk. Ken Ganley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. And he drives on the deep right. Down the line. Goal. Jose Ramirez with a two iron down the right field line. A three run homer. The Guardians take on the Tigers this afternoon, a 4-10 first pitch. Airtime for Guardians warm-up, 3:35. This is your home for Cleveland Guardians baseball, 95.3 WLKR. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. folks we are back here let me kill the music there a little bit uh 
the uh, theme song there uh, trying to trying to drown me out. But anyhow, welcome back to the locker room show. Mark Lane here with us. Good morning, Mark. And can you believe it? We've reached the end of the road for the spring season here at the locker room show. Uh, yeah, that, that that's amazing, and and probably uh, what's more amazing is we've cycled through a, a year of uh, sports programming, and now the little hiatus until August when uh, we kick off the the new high school sports season. Yeah, get ready for uh, the, the fall sports season in August, and uh, we'll have some ice haulers baseball and uh, some NASCAR and K96, some Cleveland mm-hmm. Guardians baseball here on 95.3, uh, Mark, to, to get you through uh, those summer months, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I look forward to the ice haulers. That is so great, and, you know, we get some area kids, uh, you know, sprint in there, uh, have, have a lot of fun uh, listen, listening to the ice haulers and, and uh I need to get over and, and see a few of the games over there. That's such a great facility there. It's yeah. Dusky. Invite you. We'll invite you over there, Mark, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, we were looking at uh, some of the players on the roster, and uh, Zach said he knows, you know, the the new London kid on the roster, right? Uh, yeah, Peyton Wilson. Uh, I think when I was around a senior, he was a freshman, sophomore. got to see him pitch. He was kind of like the second to Ryan Lane at the time. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lane went, ended up going to Kent State. But, uh, yeah, he showed a lot of talent, a lot of great pitching, and he was the number two. And I'm sure right after Ryan Lane left, he was the unquestioned number one. And it's crazy to see him on there. And I know that his dream was to play Major League Baseball. So to see him on that roster, I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of their top players. Yeah, Mark, too. Uh, Mark, uh, Gavin Starcher, you probably know that name, right? Yeah, St. Paul Flyers. Yeah, he's on the roster for the Ice Haulers, too. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we, we saw him, uh, you know, on the football field in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a senior uh, going to uh, the University of Toledo. So, folks, uh, we got some kids, uh, you know, from Norwalk, from uh, New London, uh, from Vermilion. Uh, let's see here, Medina, a couple Medinas, uh, another Vermilion. So, folks, it's worth uh, checking out all, all these uh Cool local athletes in uh, a wooden bat league, and uh, they play uh, about 40 games or so uh, this mm-hmm. summer, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, and uh, we'll have uh, basically a game of the week on 92.9. So, uh, Mark, uh, uh, what, what else do we want to talk about here uh, this morning, Mark? Well, I, you know, I, I was just listening, you know, to the, the Indy 5, 500, and, you know, I've had the privilege of going to, to three of those, and, you know, one of the things I miss is when, Gomer Pyle, or as he really was, Jim Neighbors, <laughs> singing back home in Indiana. That that was always a highlight of the race, uh, for sure. And uh, talking about Jimmy Johnson running, I I can remember uh, there were a few years there where Tony Stewart was running in the Indy 500 and then had to jump a flight and fly to Charlotte and then ran in that race in the same day. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, yeah. Mark, uh, yeah, I, like you said, you've been to a couple of them. I, I've been to the racetrack itself, and that, that track, it, the the grandstands, and just the uh, – it, it, it'll blow your mind if you've never been there before. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it's just it, – it's hard to explain. And, uh, uh, of course, I've had the privilege of also uh, – uh, I went to a Cracker Barrel 500 NASCAR race down at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and uh, 
you know, they're kind of two different animals, uh, but but it's just, uh, you know, even if you can't go to the race in Indianapolis, just taking that tour, it, it's just it's just unbelievable. It is, yeah, and like I, I was telling Zach, you get to kiss the bricks. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, you know, it's so much history, I mean, you know, so much, much history, because, you know, of course, when you're younger, but, uh, you know, Mario Andretti and, and the Unsers and uh, A.J. Foyt, uh, I mean, you know, uh, it, it just goes on and on. Yeah, and this race has been going on uh, since 1911, believe it or not. And you, you, when you take the museum tour, you get to see some of the early beginnings of it, and you also get to watch like a video of what the cars looked like all the way back then mm-hmm. and everything. So pretty cool, uh, pretty cool there, Mark. Oh, yeah, def- definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, one of those memorial uh weekend uh, traditions, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. Again, 92.9 will have it for you beginning at 11 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, you'll hear uh, Mark uh, Mark Janes on, on the call along with uh, a lot of great uh, racers there. Uh, Mark, uh, anything else on the sports agenda? Well, what, what are you going to do here this Memorial Day weekend? What are you up to? Well, I, of course, we're going to have a lot of barbecue. Now, today, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to try to get over to Norwalk. Uh, that Edison Margareta District uh, Finals baseball game should be a real good one. And then, you know, if you're in Norwalk, I mean, you got the Strawberry Festival going on, too. Oh, so, yeah. Know, there's all kinds of fun you can have going on there. And, Zach, we're going to have a live broadcast from there coming up here in a, just a little bit. Oh, yeah, straight from the Strawberry Fest, and uh, that's, a, that's a neat name for it. I mean, hopefully they're handing out a little bit of that. That sounds nice, especially... It's only 66 right now, but we know it's going to heat up. Yeah, and I was at the Port Clinton Walleye Festival yesterday. Unfortunately, it rained during my whole broadcast yesterday. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's just say I broadcasted live from the van. <laughs> That's what I broadcast. You, you have had a cloud over your head all spring. I mean, you know, the storms were following you up to progressive <laughs> field, and, and now... Over to Fort Clinton. Oh, well, let's cross my fingers that they stay away from uh, Sports Force Parks this summer for the ice haulers. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Mark, uh, I, I guess uh, before we let you go here, Mark, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, this summer uh, uh, as, you, as we get ready to prepare for some uh, high school football coming in August? I Well, just, you know, having everybody enjoy, you know, getting to the pool, getting out and enjoying nature and, and you know, uh, and eating a lot of barbecue, you know? <laughs> a lot of barbecue. That's for sure. And and while the, before we go, one other thing should remind you know everybody that uh, you know take time on Monday, you know, to to give thanks to because Memorial Day after all is for all of those men and women that have given their lives so that we can enjoy the lifestyle that we have here in America. I echo that, Mark. Uh, I, I'm I'm planning on going to a Memorial Day a services a ceremony in Castalia, right up the road from me there on Bogart Road uh, on a, uh, on Monday at 10 a.m. I know a lot of 10 a.m. Uh, parades. Willard's got a parade, uh, you know, in uh, uh, Berlin Heights and uh, Milan. Uh, just uh, wherever you live, uh, folks, if you have a chance, if you have the opportunity, go out and uh, Enjoy a, a parade and uh, pay your respects to those, uh, of course, Mark. A good point there, Mark. Thanks, man. Hey, it, you know, 
that that's 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 the way we run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, we'll go ahead and let you go. I guess uh, we'll we'll talk to you coming up in uh, August. I guess, right? Well, you know, twelve weeks from today. We'd be talking about, we'll be talking about high school football. Oh, man. August 26th, I believe, is a kickoff of Friday night football. So, uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, you guys, uh, you have a great summer. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you here down the road, uh, as we get ready for, uh, you know, our summer vacation. Thanks, Mark. Oh, definitely. And of course, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you and Cammie in check, uh, you know, on on the weekdays over on K96. <laughs> you do that very well, Mark. <laughs> hey, have a great summer, Zach. We'll be talking to you on Friday nights before you know it. Sounds good. Only 12 weeks. All right. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Have a good one, man. Bye. See ya. Mark Lane there joining us. Sports Roundtable right there. So, Zach, this is how it ends for uh, the, the season. Me and you closing it down. I know uh, you joined me a lot here uh, during uh, these last few months. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and especially we've had a lot of fun guests, and probably, like, one of my highlights was today talking to the Indy 500 uh, host. He, his name slips me at the moment. Mark Janes. Mark Janes. Uh, talking to him, he just was an electric interview. He was so fun to talk to, and I was happy to get to ask him about Jimmy Johnson, and he actually said he might have a shot at it, which I thought was a little bit shocking. I thought he might say no on that, but... I'm excited to watch the race, and also uh, we talked to someone from uh, PRN about NASCAR. Mike Bagley. Yeah, Mike Bagley throughout the year, and I basically had a field day with that. It was one <laughs> of the few guests I had to do zero research. I just had question after question. I actually had to edit down how many questions I had. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I love being a part of this show. It's always, as I say, the quickest hour of usually my mornings. It just flies right by. So thank you so much for having me on throughout the year and i appreciate it hopefully i can be on next year yeah for sure you're very welcome zach and uh august 7th uh, i mean excuse me august 6th august 6th will be when we're back on the air so so that will give us uh, about three weeks to, to get ready for high school football on the 26th so <laughs> folks uh, god bless you for but uh let's get to our dominoes trivia question before we get on out of here uh folks i'll make it easy for you name a former winner of the indianapolis 500 anyone that's ever won the Indianapolis 500 since 1911. <laughs> Give me one person that has won it, and you'll win yourself a Domino's Pizza. Those phone numbers to call, folks, are 419-663-4953. Sandusky, 419-609-4953. Toll free, 866-663-4953. We'll go ahead and go to the phone line right now. You're on the locker room show. You have an answer? Mario Andretti. Oh yeah, of course. Mario Andretti is a former winner of the uh, of the uh, Indianapolis 500. And uh, let me confirm the year here. See what year he won it on. Uh, 1969. Uh, one of the years that he won it on. Uh, that is the only year that he won it. So uh, this is Bob, right? Yeah. Uh, Bob, stay on the line. We'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, Bob there from Norwalk, uh, the winner here, Mario Andretti. 1969 was the winner of the Indianapolis 500. Coming up next, folks, live coverage from the Norwalk Strawberry Festival. The Captain Chris Morgan going to be there from 10 to noon, and we'll have coverage here on 95.3 as well as our sister channel, K96. Thanks to everybody uh, for listening. Thanks to our guests today, Josh Morgret, Sean Hoover, Mark, Mark Jaynes, and Mark Lane. 
Thanks to Bob for winning. Thanks to Zach for joining us. Thanks to all the sponsors and everybody that made this show possible here this season. Uh, God bless you. Have a great one, folks. Guardians and Tigers this afternoon at 410 for first pitch. God bless you. We'll talk to you uh, coming up in August. And uh, everybody have a great summer and a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk to you next summer here, or next summer, this summer, August 7th, uh, we'll be back, or 6th, excuse me, August 6th, we'll be back on the air. Here on the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Today's show has been brought to you by Westside Sunoco, Noble Sports and Trophies, the law offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, Fisher Titus Medical Center, Domino's Pizza, Bellevue Hospital, and Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering on the Sports Voice of the Firelands 95.3 WLKR. Well, bye.